the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Family, we are in unprecedented times. People are hurting, crime is rising, and despite our best efforts, the church is becoming more and more polarized. We have the white church, the black church, Latino church, Asian church, etc., all with important interests, but the principal interest must always be the larger cause of Christ. Jesus said, a house divided cannot stand. So if we're going to survive these uncertain times, it's vital that we deal boldly with the hindrances to our unity, and chief among them is race. When my children were small, I taught them to do four things when they hurt each other. Number one, admit their mistake. Number two, empathize with the pain they caused. Number three, find ways to make things right. And number four, move forward with their relationship. But each of these steps could only take place after a conversation. It's time for us to talk. Join me and leaders like Don Crow, Pastor John Jenkins, Pastor Samuel Rodriguez, Gordon Robertson, and many others by signing the Statement of Change. Go to letstalklive.org. That's letstalklive.org. And we can make a difference together. Welcome to Live Big with Derek Greer. We're glad you decided to join us today. Remember, you can get access to this message and a full library of teachings at gracechurchva.org. As we dive deep into the Word of God, we believe that it changes us and empowers us to think big, do big, and live big. This type of living will not only impact our lives, but will inevitably bless others. So our hope is that this broadcast inspires you to live big. Let's get into today's message. But at that table, this is Passover week. And there was no yeast in the house. They used unleavened bread or matzah, similar to saltines, but no salt. And for centuries, the Jewish people had participated in Passover and, and ate the unleavened bread. But they would not understand or really see its complete fulfillment until that night. You see, the bread was striped. You see those stripes going down the bread. Because Jesus would bear stripes on his back when the soldiers beat him. And I'm showing you an instrument on the screen that is not the exact instrument. Yeah, it was string like that, but it was weighted with a piece of metal, a piece of glass. It was designed to rip out your flesh. The bread was also pierced because his hands and his feet were pierced. And then a soldier came along and pierced his side. The bread was burnt and you 
See the little burn marks, the scorch marks on not only matzah but, but saltines because he bore the fire of God's judgment in our place. And that fire was so fierce, the sun blushed from 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock, saying, I can't bear to look at it. It got dark over the face of the earth because of the judgment placed on the spotless lamb of God. And he blessed and broke it, and he gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. The bread was broken because Jesus himself would offer his own body as the covenant sacrifice. He would also walk the walk of blood because after he was beaten, he carried the cross of Golgotha's hill, bleeding all way the blood was blessed because Jesus would die forever to redeem us from the curse then he took the cup and how many of y'all could give thanks on a night like this you know your closest people you train with he just slept across the way I mean these guys slept outside together People you shared your food with and your stories with and your pains and your hurts and your weariness and your joys with. You knew they were about to betray you. But when he took the cup, this ain't a normal man. This is not the average Joel. This is Emmanuel. Someone you had to see it to really believe it. God had to take on flesh, become one of us in order for us to really believe what he's like. He took the cup. I would have threw it at him. But instead, he gave thanks. And gave it to them. He gave it, gave it, he gave it to This cup could not be earned. (laughs) It had to be given. It was a gift. Hence, the starting place for the exchange of gifts. Saying, drink from it. Oh, y'all. I could think of some all y'all statements that I might want to make knowing what people were about to do to me, knowing that these men that swore allegiance to me were going to run and, and hide and back away from and act like I ain't never taught them how to be a man and how to be strong. He said, All of you. I don't know it, but my guess is Judas might have even been at that table. You see, the issue 
is not, will God save someone like me? But will someone like me be humble enough to accept the cup, accept all that Jesus died that I might obtain? The issue's not God, the issue's you and I. Many of us say, I'm going to do it on my own. I'm better than the next. Well, I've kept my 10. How about 11? How about 12? For this is my blood. I'm the sacrifice. Of the new covenant. Now, back in that time, sometimes when a covenant was cut, the folks, the people would, the, the covenant representatives would cut their hands and they would drip into the wine. and Both sides would drink. So this cup represents a whole lot. He said, for this is my blood of the new covenant. But he's using the same term that Jeremiah used 600 years prior. He was saying, based on my blood, there will be a new way to relate to God. Unlike the ways of old. For by grace you have been saved. Through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone boast. You may be better than me, but you still ain't good enough. You ain't got no reason for pride. You ain't got no reason to stick your nose up acting like you better than somebody. Because all of us have fallen short. All of us have sinned. All of us have missed the mark. You may be better than me, but who am I in the eternal economy? It's only one man. Perfect. Only one man spotless. Only one man innocent. Only one man born of a virgin. And it's not you, it's not me. So we need to deal humbly, humbly with everyone else around us. Y'all going to understand communion in a minute, but give me a few more minutes. Which is shed for the remission of sin. The remission of sin is the covenant promise. Now, Paul digs into it and he tells us even more. We become new creatures. I mean, old things pass away. All things become new. But, but the covenant promise is that though you fall short, though you have not measured up, God is willing to, to wash that slate clean. He's willing to forgive. He, when Jeremiah finishes it, he says, he will remember your sins no more. That's the covenant. Not based on Sinai, based on Mount Golgotha, based on Mount Calvary. Hear what I'm saying? Stay with me now, because this is where it starts to get important. 
The blood of Jesus was important enough, was payment enough for God to forgive every sin I ever committed, can ever commit with a past, present, or future. But you might have missed something when you read that verse. There's a full stop or a period which is shed for many for the remission of sins, plural. So that blood not only causes God to forgive me. I was in a period where I was like, Lord, I love you, and I'll follow you to my day's end. Jesus, you know, what you did for me, I'll never walk away from. But can I confess? But the church. I was like, Lord, I love you, but dumb people. I'm like, where's the God of Elijah? Call down fire. Kill 50 at a time. The God of Elijah who personally slayed the prophets of Baal. And Where's the God of Moses where the ground opened up? Swallowed them alive. Y'all still with me? I'm like, Lord, it's supposed to be a better covenant. How is it? That your people do so much stuff and seem to get away with it. Don't seem to be bothered by it. Live hands as if nothing happened. Pray to you like what they just did ain't real. But our word communion comes from the Latin communis, which is where we get the word community. And you'll get this in a moment. But I began to understand my communion with God could not really occur on its highest level without me being in community with his people. All right. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. Remember, you can access this teaching and more for free at gracechurchva.org. Fall is here, and with a new season comes new opportunities for growth and relationship building. We get a chance to break out our fall wardrobes and try out new activities like family gatherings or going on long walks in the park with our friends and loved ones. But most of all, It's a great time to build and go deeper with the relationship that matters the most. Yep, you guessed it. It's time to go deeper with our relationship with God. At Grace Church, we are here to help you do just that. You're cordially invited to come and join us for our Sunday morning in-person services. Our Sunday service starts at 8.30 a.m. with the doors opening at 8.15 a.m. Followed by our 10.30 a.m. service with the doors opening at 10.15 a.m. Unable to attend in person? We have you covered. You can also live stream our services on YouTube. 
Just go to youtube.com slash gracechurchvatv and join in. For more information, go to gracechurchva.org, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Let's get back to today's message. We're going to prepare for communion. In a minute, you're going to get it. 1 Corinthians 12 and 17. I'm going to skip what we normally read. We're going to move to verse 27. And a little Bible's not going to hurt you. Therefore, whoever, apostle, prophet, pastor, evangelist, teacher, deacon, church mother, church mouse, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord, pay attention, pay attention. Whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. My Bible teaches that God looks at the blood of Jesus. Come on and bring, bring that up. And counts it more than sufficient. Jesus' blood was overpayment. Jesus was not just a man who died. This is an innocent man. This is innocence from eternity past to eternity forever. An innocent man, and all he did was miracles. Teach us how to live. Talk to us about life. Reveal to us God. All he did was Jesus went about doing good. All he ever did. But we see him up on that cross gasping for air. Pushing up to breathe. Beaten bloody. Can't even see his, his face because blood has dried and is black on him. See into his belly. And I'm going to stop there because it's just too much to talk about. But they beat him that his visage was so marred beyond any other man. The Bible says. And then it says that The sin of the entire human race was placed upon him. Every sin. That's why even at Gethsemane, he said, my soul overwhelms me to the point of death, God. And the angel had to come to strengthen him. Because the sin of the world would be placed on his shoulders. That innocent man hung on a cross in front of men that ridiculed him, made fun of him. The Bible says they wagged their heads at him. They were saying, God has cursed you. I'm glad that's happened to you because you're a blasphemer. You're a liar. You're a magician. None of that is real. And if it was me, I'm like, Lord, we got to come down now. We got to handle some stuff. But Jesus... Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He gave them the crazy pass, saying, they think they know, but God, they don't know. They couldn't. They have no idea. Here's what I want to tell you. People that have done wrong to you, they have no idea. But I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. 
So God looks at the blood of Jesus. He looks at the cross, all that the innocent lamb of God went through. He, he looks at it. And this is not just a man on the cross. This is God become a man. That's why one life can take care of all of humanity because it was the eternal one on the cross. And that life was worth every... I mean, if you took demons, angels, and everything, they ain't getting redeemed. But if you could put them all together, all the sins, his life, you put it in balance, his life, all of us. So he, he was on that cross bearing the sin. It was sufficient for God to forgive every little thing I've ever done, anything I might have become. You hear what I'm saying? But Ephesians 5 and 1 says this. This is a frustrating passage of Scripture. This passage of Scripture ought to upset you. Now, people get mad over silly passages. Like, you know, wives submit to your husband. Y'all don't know the Bible yet. This is the passage that's to get you upset. Therefore, be imitators of God. What? Be imitators of God. Husbands, love your wives as Christ. Love the church. And if you ain't bleeding, you ain't loving nobody yet. Pay attention to what I'm saying. If you, if you are innocent and call some names, you ain't married. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I felt that. I, I felt that in, I felt that in the room. But be imitators of God as dear children. So, if the blood of Jesus is enough for God to look at and forgive me, it ought to be enough for me to look at and forgive anybody that's done anything to me. It's going to hit you in a minute. Stay with me. Stay with me. I'm going to stay in the book. First Corinthians 12, 20, 20, 28, 28. But let a man, they spoke differently back then. Speaking of everyone, Anthropos, all of us. So let mankind, humanity, examine himself. Now lie to everybody else, but don't lie to yourself. So let him first examine himself. So you're not playing church. So, so this thing is real. And only after examination should you eat of the bread and drink of the cup. I have said, Lord, if you really love me, why don't you get them? Sick them. Smite them, almighty smiter. Smite them. How can they stand in your presence, sing your songs, wear the, the t-shirt and, and have a bumper sticker on their car, considering what they've done to me? But every time I got angry and I got mad, I was saying, 
The blood is enough for God to favorably look upon me. But the blood is not enough for me to favorably look upon you. So in my shame, in my disgrace, I had to put the, the bread down in the blood. Say, Lord, I'm playing this thing. This thing ain't real to me. I, this, 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 Lord, I got some religion. I don't got Jesus because Jesus was hung high because he looked low. And God, if you can look at me through the blood, who am I not to look at my brother and my sister through that same blood? Pay attention to what I'm saying today. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. We pray that you were inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. We invite you to meet us online for vibrant worship and strong Bible teaching each Sunday and Wednesday on social media or gracechurchva.org. You can also tune in to the Live Big broadcast on television. So check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Family, we are in unprecedented times. People are hurting, crime is rising, and despite our best efforts, the church is becoming more and more polarized. We have the white church, the black church, Latino church, Asian church, etc., all with important interests, but the principal interest must always be the larger cause of Christ. Jesus said, a house divided cannot stand. So if we're going to survive these uncertain times, it's vital that we deal boldly with the hindrances to our unity, and chief among them is race. When my children were small, I taught them to do four things when they hurt each other. Number one, admit their mistake. Number two, empathize with the pain they caused. Number three, find ways to make things right. And number four, move forward with their relationship. But each of these steps could only take place after a conversation. It's time for us to talk. Join me and leaders like Don Crow, Pastor John Jenkins, Pastor Samuel Rodriguez, Gordon Robertson, and many others by signing the Statement of Change. Go to letstalklive.org. That's letstalklive.org. And we can make a difference together. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.